Thank you so much, everybody. Um, let me begin by asking you a question. How is your faith? I want you to turn to the person next to you and declare this. Your faith will increase today. Go ahead. Wow, do you really believe that? It didn't feel like the faith in the atmosphere is going to rise a whole lot. We really got to believe it if with all of our heart. You know, faith is a gift, is a gift from God. And I believe that he wants to give it to the church because it is by faith that the righteous shall live. And so it is really all about him increasing our faith so that we can see the impossible become possible. You know, the Lord has uh, given me a, uh, a word, and, and so for the next three Sundays, I, I wanted to take a look at a very unique sermon series. The title is Rooted in Him. And, uh, and, and you can see it here in the screen. You know, we t you've probably come across the phrase, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I want to change this Declaration of Independence to a Declaration of Dependence. And I want to shift our focus and begin by talking about what he wants to establish in us, faith, freedom, and the pursuit of intimacy. And so the next three Sundays, we will look at these things, and today we will begin with faith. Um, faith, Jesus said this, if you have faith as small as a must, the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move, and it shall move. That's pretty powerful. We can say to the impossible situations and circumstances in life, move, and they will move. That, to me, is great news. <laughs> Let me tell you, King Kiki First Church, because it truly is what I need. I pray every morning I come to the church. I pray by faith that healing will break in my husband's life. And I know you do too, and you partner with this, with us, and so we are so grateful. But Jesus is telling us that if we have faith as small as a mustard seed, we can say to the impossible, move, and it will move. Now, Ruth and Ivor Newsham went to Israel a couple years ago, and they brought and bought a th thousands of mustard seeds. And Ruth heard that I was going to be preaching on faith today. And so she said, listen, I have prayed over these seeds. I have consecrated them to the Lord. And I want to give them to the congregation. And so the ushers will come forward. And they're going to pass out the cards that they've made with a mustard seed. And she wants you to know that these seeds are legit. They are all the way from Nazareth. Okay. <laughs> and so they have a, a very powerful meaning behind them. And as you get these cards with the, this verse, this is what I want you to notice in this very small, tiny seed. All it takes for us to move the impossibles in our lives is this much faith. In fact, the, faith, the seed of a mustard seed is the smallest of seeds. But when they're planted, they grow into the biggest of trees. How? How is that possible? Well, they must be planted in good soil. They must be watered. They must be nourished. They must be fed in order to increase. And that is exactly what happens with our faith. Your faith will only increase as long as you feed it with the right things. So we feed it in prayer. 
We bathe it in fasting. We do, uh, we worship and we praise and we get into a close, intimate relationship with God so that our heart is one with his. And so that we begin to see the way he sees. That is faith. Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And this is what the ancients were commended for, faith. Now, before I go on, I am going to pray and allow the Holy Spirit just to come. To break down the walls of doubt. To break down the walls of skepticism. And just to allow him to gift us with faith. Father, I praise your holy name. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for your promises. I thank you that your word is true for us today, Lord. The Father, nothing is impossible for those who believe, and nothing is impossible for you. So come, Holy Spirit, renew our hearts, rekindle our hope. Allow the seed of faith to begin to sprout and to begin to grow within us. So that, Father God, the heavens will be open wide, and your miraculous touch will come upon each one of us, beginning, Lord, with our souls, with our spirit, Lord with a transformation that only you can bring when you touch us. So come, Holy Spirit, and have your way. We bless you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I have written a whole sermon on faith, and it's really, really good. I am so proud of myself <laughs> for writing this sermon. In fact, I said, man, this is so good, I, I want to publish it someday. And it was so good that God said, I don't want you to preach it. And I said, okay, I wrote it, and I've been so excited to preach about this sermon all week long. Like, honestly, like, I've been so excited because, like, faith is all I have. <laughs> and faith is, like, faith is his greatest gift to me right now. And you don't want me to preach it, so you better tell me what to preach about because I don't have a sermon now. <laughs> and he said, you go um, and preach experience. I said, okay, hold on. <laughs> Uh, you want me to preach experience? Um, Lord, no. <laughs> Thank you, but I have a very good sermon that I wrote. <laughs> I really don't want to go that route. He said, preach experience. And I said, you mean like my experience? Like you want me to like talk about my personal testimony in church and just talk about what you're doing in my life? Preach experience. Lord, I don't want to preach experience. If I preach experience, you're going to think I'm crazy. Oh, they already think that anyway. Says. <laughs> so... You know what? I, I've got nothing to lose. Might as well just go on and obey. And so I want to share a little bit of my journey with what God is doing in me. And uh, just the other day, I, uh, I noticed that there was some, like, fruit in my life that I didn't like. I said, where is this coming from? I don't like the way I'm reacting to this. So why am I reacting that way? So I went to my prayer closet, and I shut my door, and I said, okay, God, you have to show me. Where is this coming from? You take me to the root and you show me because you have to help me deal with this or it will become more bad fruit and bigger fruit and I don't like that. I don't enjoy that. So take me there. Nothing. He wouldn't show me. Oh, God, no, no, you don't understand. I'm really stubborn. Like I will not leave this place until you show me the root. An hour went by, nothing. No, Lord, like I have all night long. <laughs> like I will not leave until you show me. So please take me to the root. And I'm uh, talking to God and asking him, please, like I will just do whatever you want me to do. But I just need you to show me the root. And he takes me right to the root. 
Pride. Pride. Huh, okay. Pride. How do I get rid of pride? It's like self, like flesh cannot crucify flesh. So <laughs> you have to help me here. And, uh, and uh, he reveals to me all the situations in my life. And I said, okay, Lord, like I want you to deal with pride. So cut it. Absolutely do whatever you have to take, but cut this fruit out of my life because I don't want it to spring up. So he says, okay, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. And I said, just uh, please don't leave me in this despairing space and place because it's absolutely horrible. It's horrifying to find yourself naked, absolutely in utter darkness with no hope. You cannot escape from your human reality. <laughs> and then he says, are you ready? I will show you the extent of my love. And his Holy Spirit came upon me and filled me up. And he showed me his love. <laughs> Romans 5, 8 came to me. God demonstrated his love for us in this. That while we were still sinners, he died for us. It is nothing that we have done to deserve his love. Absolutely nothing that we are. It's absolutely his gift to humanity, his love. And so it is his love that came, and then he gave me a picture, and it was the picture of a heart, a human heart that was pumping blood, and it was so vivid, so vivid right there before me, and inside that heart was the picture of a world, and this is basically what he's saying. It is the world that makes my heart continue to breathe, and I want to share it with you, and I said, wow. <laughs> more please, more please. Now show me the extent of your grace. Show me the extent of your grace, Lord. And as I'm praying and crying out to the Lord, my hands begin to burn. It's almost like a fire that came to me. And my hands are burning. And he says, grace, the heights of my grace. It's nothing you deserve. Nothing that you have done. Everything that you have is a gift of me of mine. Salvation, a gift of his grace. Holiness, a gift of his grace. Healing, a gift of his grace. Life itself, a gift of his grace. Absolutely, I, everything that I am, everything that I have been given, a gift of his grace. And as I am experiencing grace, itself I begin to weep because it is grace that has set me free it is grace that has saved me not just one day but has saved me today it is grace that has brought me thus far and grace will lead me on and it is this grace that he wants to bestow upon his people today grace you know the Lord is showing us so much in, uh, in, our, in our home. And he's doing such a deep work. <laughs> he's doing such a deep work in both Andrew and I, taking us deeper. Because you know, the way that you actually um, experience his grace is you have to be willing to let him take you. You go deeper. And the deeper you go, the lower <laughs> you go. Because <laughs> you recognize that you are absolutely nothing. You are absolutely dependent upon him for your very breath. And when he comes and renews you and rekindles you 
and begins to show you the extent of his love and grace, you say, please, Lord, I will, I will buy that field like the merchant when he found that jewel. I will do whatever it takes because I have found what my heart had been looking for, your spirit. And he wants to pour out his spirit of grace upon us. He wants to share his love with us. He wants to begin to change the way we think, the way that, the way that we look at things. Rather than looking at the impossible, than looking at the circumstances, we begin to look at what is possible through him. And faith begins to hear the rain as the clouds gather. And faith begins to see the harvest as the seeds are planted. Faith prays. Faith does not give up. Faith keeps on going. In fact, when defeat comes, it does not defeat it. It drives it to seek more. That is what faith does in your life if you just feed it. And it is true. Jesus begins to say, if you just have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move, and it shall move. But to get there, there's different kinds of levels of faith. You know, the first level is, uh, is in the scriptures, and it's, it's a very co common passage, very well known. And it says, um, it's the father of a demonized boy who has been like that for so long that this little, this, this father is almost hopeless. And he comes to Jesus and says, if you are able, if you can do anything, please have mercy on us and help us. Jesus says, if, if you can Anything is possible for those who believe. If you can, that is how our faith begins sometimes. We question, we wonder whether this impossibility that has come to our life is truly possible for him to intervene. That is the very first level. The second level is the level where the leper comes to Jesus and says, if you are willing, please heal me. And Jesus always says the same thing. I'm willing. I am willing, be clean, and the leper is healed. Some of us uh, wonder, we know that God is able. But some of us wonder if God is willing to heal me, whether God is willing to save me, whether God is willing to forgive me, whether God is willing to do it for me. And the answer is always yes in him. Everything is yes in him. And so he is able, he is willing. The next level up is not just if you are able or if you are willing. The next level is if I touch him. Like the faith of that woman who for 12 years was bleeding and had no answer for her situation. And she thought to herself, if I just touch him, I will be healed. And she goes out and touches him and she's healed. The next level up is not only if I touch him, but it is if you say the word. That's amazing faith. Remember the story, the father of, actually there's two different stories and they're born to the same thing, but it, I'll tell you the, the, the Matthew version. The centurion comes to Jesus and says, my, my servant is paralyzed and he's suffering terribly and he needs a touch, but I'm not worthy. I don't deserve you to come to me. Just say the word and he will be healed. Jesus said, I've never found so much faith. Just say the word and he will be healed. And he's healed. Finally, Jesus comes to us and tells us, you don't have to tell me say the word. You say the word. Because if you have faith like a mustard seed, you can say to the mountains, move, and they shall move. 
He wants us to get to that place of trust where there is no fear, where there's absolutely rest, absolute rest and confidence that he who began a good work in us will carry it to completion until his day. He wants us to come and, and, and stay in that place of trust because, you know, the word tells us, do not lean on your own understanding, but trust in me. Trust in me. That is the place of rest in which he invites us to participate today. So I believe that with all my heart that the Lord wants to give us good gifts. He is a good, good father. He wants to heal the soul. He specializes in that. He came to us. He entered our human condition, our human uh, world. He became one of us, experienced the detriments of a fallen world. Only so that we could be rescued from it. And so he specializes in that. But he also specializes in the impossible. He not only wants to heal our spirits, he also wants to heal our emotions. He wants to heal our minds. He wants to heal our bodies. He wants to heal us because we are not bodiless souls. And he cares for the entire person. He cares for us as a holistic individual. And he has all the power. Do you believe that? He is almighty, he is all-powerful, and he wants to display his goodness among us. Let me read one scripture in Romans that has become my lifeline the last few months. In fact, I wrote here January 16, 2018. It was the day of my husband's brain surgery. And I opened this word and I wrote it down. And it has been my food <laughs> every day. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. What has God promised you? What is God wanting to show you? What is God doing in you today? Because the truth of the matter is, my brother, my sister, dear congregation, we are absolutely nothing without him. And he wants to make us into somebody through him. And so when his Holy Spirit comes upon us, he gifts us with his presence. His power is manifested to all who believe, who will be humble enough to say, I need him. To be, who are courageous enough to say, if I touch him, if I just reach out to him, I will be cleansed. I will be healed. So the question for you this morning is simple. How is your faith? How is your faith today? The Lord wants to do something new in each one of us. And I just want to invite you, I'm going to invite the, the worship team to come up and play a song for us. And as they play, I just want you to hear the Lord's invitation for you today. The Lord's invitation is always 
beautiful for those who are willing to receive it. His invitation is simple. Do you need me to touch you today? Come and be touched by him. He will touch you where you need a fresh kindling of his spirit. He will renew the dead areas. He will rekindle the passion in your heart. He will move all the mountains for you as you walk in step with his spirit. And let me tell you something else. It takes a lot of humility. <laughs> it takes a lot of courage to come to these altars week after week to seek more of him. But guess what? That's all it takes, humility and courage. And he will do the impossible for you. That is the hope of our salvation, that we have set our faith not on faith or experience, that we have set our faith on God alone. Because when things don't come and they don't happen the way we thought they would, our faith is not shaken because we have faced our, we have faced our eyes upon him the perfecter, the author of our faith. So if you just need a touch from him today, if you have come to a dead end in your life, if you have come to a place where the doctors say it's impossible, if you have come to a place in your life where you say, I don't know how I'm going to make it financially, if you have come to a, an impasse in a relationship, anything that you say, Lord, I just need you to intervene. And today, my faith increased like a mustard seed. Just a little bit of faith will make the impossible a reality. So if you want to receive from him today, I will come and pray over you. I will come and pray for the congregation. I will come and just lift up our voices together as we patiently wait for him. If you want more of him, come. Come and join us here this morning.